There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host... Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. Big Tony, your host here. And this week, I'm bringing you an artist interview and feature program focused on Andrew Collier. Andrew is perhaps best known as a keyboard player and composer for the modern progressive rock band Circuline, but he gets around quite a bit, to say the least. He has recorded soundtrack music and solo piano works, and has guested on a number of albums by bands such as Cell 15. He will also be a guest on two albums likely to be released later this year, one by a band called Awaken and the other a solo album by Happy the Man and Oblivion Sun alum Frank Wyatt. Andrew has also performed or collaborated with some heavy names such as Tony Levin, John Anderson, Sound of Contact, in an outfit called the Prog Rock Orchestra. He's played on a Moody Blues cruise, a cruise to the edge, and at Rosfest. Oh, and not long ago it was announced that Andrew will be taking over the keyboard roles in Robert Berry's touring band for his 3.2 project. If you recall from Progwatch 536, where I interviewed Robert, find it at progwatch.com if you missed it, the 3.2 album was written by Robert Berry and the late Keith Emerson, so Andrew will have his hands full there but it is a real testament to him that he was selected by Robert for the job. So like I said, Andrew gets around. He's also a hell of a nice guy, and we had a great conversation, some of which I will let you listen in on during the program. For now, let's get things started with some music from Andrew's main band, Circuline. From the Circuline debut album called Return, released in 2015, I'm going to play the opening two tracks, Return and Nebulae.
Again, that was Return and Nebulae from the first Circuline album, also called Return, released in 2015. Now let's listen to a little of my chat with Mr. Andrew Collier. So first, let me say, Andrew, that it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the program. Thank you so much, Tony. I've been a fan of yours for years. Uh, you know, we've been connecting via Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and, here and there. Uh, yeah, I can, I've, you know, I've been a listener of your shows and you feature our music. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Wow. It's, uh, wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> it's, it's great to have you on also. Um, so uh, let's talk a little about your history, huh? Did you come from a musical family? How did you get into music? You've, you're obviously well trained on piano. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really fortunate. My mom taught me how to read by the time I was three, and she found a piano teacher who would teach me because I could read, because he said usually he doesn't take students that young. And uh, my family is a, is a little bit musical. My dad had played trumpet in high school and college, and my mother's grandmother apparently had perfect pitch and she could listen to a song one time and play it on piano. So I don't know if any of that's genetic, but um, you know, my parents listened to a lot of music um, growing up. They listened to movie soundtracks, a lot of popular music. Um, I have a special connection with the band America because the original band members, Dan Peake, Dewey Bunnell and Jerry Beckley, Dan Peake's family grew up across the street from us. My, my family was military. Their family was military. They both moved back to near St. Louis, Missouri, and we moved in across the street from each other. So every time Dan would come home from tour with America, he would come over and give us records. And, um, and their, uh, one of his younger brother, David Peake, got me into ELO. That was my big first really big favorite band was, was ELO. And I loved the orchestrations and the choirs and it had rock and, um, so, yeah, then I started playing trumpet, singing, and, uh, you know, things just kind of kept going from there. Wow, that's super cool about uh, America. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because when I, was, when I was seven years old, I had this vision, and I know this is going to sound new agey or kind of fruity, but <laughs> I had this vision. I had this vision of myself on stage playing the piano in front of just a, you know, like on a huge theater on a big stage with a lot of lights and a big audience. And, um, it's, it's very strange. It was, um, I just, I remember having that as a little kid and uh, just thinking that this is what I want to do with my life. I, I want to be a musician. Yeah. Um, but yeah, America, yellow, a couple of my favorites also, obviously I don't just listen to Prague, love a lot of that 70s stuff. America definitely it had a great run. George Martin producing and all that, yeah. Oh man, well, you know what's funny is uh, I'm a latecomer to Prague. I it's it's interesting. Growing up, I listened to Casey Kasem's Top Forty, so it was it was Top Forty and a lot of movie soundtracks. And I'm a, a late '70s and '80s guy, and I came to Prague in the 21st century. It was 2000. Four, maybe okay. 2004 and a friend of mine he was a new friend and he played guitar and he found out that I played keyboards and he said oh man you're classically trained and and you love rock well you should be playing Prague and I said Prague what's that and 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 by the way I had been a DJ for four years too so I thought that I had a pretty good musical you know vocabulary he goes you know like progressive rock and I said I, I don't know what you're talking about and he goes 
you know, like, yes. And I go, oh, owner of a lonely heart. He was like, no. <laughs> and he goes, you know, like Genesis. And I was like, oh, yeah, Invisible Touch. He was like, no. <laughs> you know, he yeah. was like, Peter Gabriel. I was like, Peter Gabriel was never in Genesis. They were like a three man. And he was like, no, dude. So he, so, yeah. so, so he, he came back and he handed me the Yes Symphonic Live DVD. And I went home and I put it on. And this was this was the fall of 2004. And I put it on. And I'm telling you, Tony, I just freaked out. Because my whole life I had loved these two, you know, like classical world and film soundtracks. And I had loved pop and rock. And I, and I, and I had also done jazz at that time for about 10 years. But I couldn't figure out how to put it all together. And when I saw that Yes DVD and I saw they have the, the majesty of classical, they had the power of rock, they had harmonies, they had sophisticated, you know, complex time signatures and, and everything. I just I just freaked out. And I said, this is how it's supposed to be. And I was, you know, I just wanted to, you yeah. know, go smash my head into a wall. So um, that literally changed the trajectory of my life. Very cool. So uh, the forerunner of Circuline was a band called Downing Gray. That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on with that band? What kind of stuff you were into and how did it all kind of fall apart and end up morphing kind of into Circuline? Well, what happened was from that from that time, that story I just told you in 2004, I actually kept trying to do something with music for about another seven year cycle there. And in 2011, I just decided, man, you know, I have got to do whatever it takes because I took about a 20 year break from from really pursuing music as a career. Um, so in 2011, I said, I've got to get back and really start doing something. So for a couple of years, I worked with. The, um, uh, a couple different bands, all original music we were writing. We were trying to make some stuff happen. And in 2013, uh, actually in 2013, beginning 2013, I thought, you know what? This, I, I've got to start doing something. I've got to really, really find something that, that's making faster progress. So I actually started searching around on the Internet and I found Downing Gray. And I had an audition with them at the beginning of 2013. And I uh, talked to them on the phone. Everything looked good. And then I went on the Yes, the first inaugural Yes Cruise, The Edge, in early 2013, maybe in the beginning of March 2013. And I, you know, it was Yes and, you know, Steve Hackett. It was it was who, uh, like uh, somewhere 11 to 13 bands on that first. And I just said, you know what? This is what I want to do. And I came home and I, and I, I joined down in Gray and I said, let's go. So we spent, they had already been together for four or five years. And I think I was the seventh keyboard player in the band. And when I joined the band, um, we immediately started uh, rehearsals uh, every other week. We started booking gigs. We started playing shows. And, so, and Downing Gray was a progressive rock tribute band. And we would cover nine bands in a night. It was Yes, Genesis, King Crimson, Jethro Tull, Pink Floyd, UK, Gentle Giant. I say Jethro Tull. Anyway, it was, um, I think we just when Billy joined, we did some Zeppelin. Anyway, we would do three hour shows, three hours of Prague. Wow! And it was it was awesome and ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, and so, um, the end of 2013, the very beginning of 2014, I said, "Look, guys, um, 
we're never going to be able to really go anywhere and make any money with this because we didn't own the rights to any of the songs or the music or the logos or the artwork or anything. We couldn't, we could play shows even if we got a, a huge following, but we can't make records. We can't sell t-shirts. We can't like, there were so many things that we couldn't do. And, and actually every time we would take a break at rehearsal, the drummer, the guitar player and I would start jamming out. We were just already naturally writing our own material. And I said, you know, in the time it's going to take us to learn another 20 minute prog epic, we could just write our own stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I actually, and actually at the time <clears throat> before Billy Spillane, who's the, one of the co-lead singers of Circle Line, before he joined Down in Gray, the, the previously singer had said he wanted to do another night where it was all, it was going to be all 20 minute epics. So he, he said, we should do Close to the Edge. We should do the 20 minute Thick as a Brick. We should do, I don't know, like Dogs or something from Pink Floyd. We should do, you know, Supper's Ready. We should do it be a whole night of 20 minute epics. And I, and I thought, you know, that's going to be, again, awesome and ridiculous. <laughs> so, so basically, um, the beginning of 2014, uh, three of us and Billy had joined and Natalie had joined and the, but the three of us really wanted to start writing original material and the bass player and, uh, the, one of the core members of the band who was kind of the road manager was the sound and light guy. And those two guys were really opposed. They just didn't want to do it. And so, um, Basically, we just parted ways, and uh, the drummer, Darren Brennan, the guitarist at the time, Bill Shannon, myself, and then Billy, the lead singer, and Natalie was, by that time, was also singing lead. The five of us, we just, we morphed into Circuit Line. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I, and you know what? I hope these stories aren't too long, because I could talk for hours. <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep them short and interesting, but um, that was, so that's, that's what happened. We were... We were a really great tribute band, and we just wanted to write original material. And we, we felt like we could get we – saw, we saw how progressive rock was really making a comeback in the marketplace. You know, we saw – I said, look, Marillion has festivals. Look at this guy, Stephen Wilson. Look at – now there's the cruise to the edge. There's all these – and I, I basically started Googling. I started a spreadsheet of all the festivals that were happening, and I said, you know what? We could, we could actually do something here. Before we take a little break, let's do one more Circuline song. This one comes from their second album, Counterpoint, released in 2016, and it is called Who I Am.
I Am by Circuline from their Counterpoint album, released in 2016. After the break, more great Circuline music, more chat with our featured artist this week, Andrew Collier, plus some of his solo piano and soundtrack stuff, and some of his work with the Prog Rock Orchestra. Stay tuned. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. I'm going to change gears a little here in my Andrew Collier program and let you hear a little of Andrew's solo piano work. This is Scarborough Fair from his EP called About Time.
Scarborough Fair from Andrew Collier's 2014 About Time EP. Now let's check out another great Circuline tune from their second album, Counterpoint. This is Summit. Dirty flaws 
Summit from Counterpoint, the second Circuline album released in 2016. Here's a little more of my chat with Andrew. So you mentioned uh, writing, sort of like jamming, morphing into writing compositions. Is that is that the uh, the main way that you write music with Circuline? Is uh, to more or less get the musicians together and bounce ideas around, just start jamming? Yeah. The um, basically what happens is usually <clears throat> we'll come in with some bits and pieces of ideas. Everybody will have some kind of an idea for something, a little bits that they've been, you know, working on or that they thought of or they were creating. <clears throat> and we usually start with that. Um, but a lot of times there's an energy in the room. When you just get creative people in a room together, uh, you know, Darren can start playing a groove and also maybe start playing some chords. And then now our, our guitar player, Alec Darson, he could start playing a riff or... Uh, our bass player, Matt Dorsey, he starts playing something or a lot of times Billy will sing something he will because he may not know what it was because um, he's a rhythm guitar player. But his really his instrument is really his voice and he'll he'll hear something in his head and he'll start singing it. So we'll kind of pick up on what he's singing and then we'll kind of turn it into something there. There really is something. Again, I don't want to sound too new age or woo here, but there there is something kind of magical when you get creative people in a room and you're all kind of feeding off of each other, because I will play something with other people that I'll never play by myself because it's almost like a psychic connection that you can all kind of get tuned in and uh, you all just kind of figure stuff out for the, for the energy of that group. So um, I can see why different groups are able to keep morphing and going in different ways when they have band members change over because it's a different person with different ideas. It's a different energy. It's a different, you know, vibe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Grateful Dead fan, but I have had, I have been to a few kind of Grateful Dead ish type concerts where they're just doing a lot of jamming. I can see why people like them. I don't personally care for them, but I can see why people like them. Because they had a they had a specific energy yeah, when chemistry. they were, yep. yeah there you go that's good they have a specific there's a chemistry that happens yeah so you mentioned Alec Darson I played some of Alec's stuff like way back when I'm familiar with him I'm I'm kind of curious how's he fitting in you know in in circuit line oh man you know what we are so happy <laughs> I cannot first of all let me just tell you that Alec Darson himself said that he is our final guitar player so that was um it was great it's great to be with Alec he's you know he's young he's got a lot of energy he's got a lot of great ideas he's a world-class player yeah. he also recently joined um a band called Special Providence they're a monster kind of prog jazz rock funk fusion band from Hungary and we saw them perform at Rosfest last year they're phenomenal. The the great Alex got a great attitude, and he's such a nice guy, such a phenomenal player. And and the thing is, we wanted to move in a direction that was a little heavier, that was had more that had more of a rock edge. He's got a lot of metal in him, mm -hmm. so that brings a really it brings a lot of power to us. Um, you know, Bill Shannon was a founder of the band, and Bill Shannon was from the he was an interesting mix he really loved steve howe and he really loved robert fripp so that first circulina album is a lot of robert fripp steve howe type guitar playing and then 
for our second album, studio album, Counterpoint, uh, we brought in seven different guest guitar players. Uh, in the way, when Bill, when Bill left, we auditioned 35 guitar players, 35 Wow! in person. That's not even who we went through, you know, like on online, you know, electronic auditions. That was people who showed up and we auditioned and that was really rough. And then, uh, we found Belato and Belato played on the second record. And he is also on our, uh, Circulive Majestic, uh, product, which is live at Rosefest mm-hmm. that came out last, that was last year's product. Very nice. And, Belato's awesome. Belato is kind of a mix to me of um, Steve Hackett and Alan Holdsworth. He's really a jazz fusion guy and uh, very melodic, playing in beautiful tones. And that was great. And uh, now when Belato left and we and, and Alec had and Alec had played on two songs on Counterpoint and he mixed that record. So he was very familiar with our material. And, you know, the relationship had grown with him over time. And so when Belato left, uh, we needed to perform at Prague Stock. And we said, Alec, you know, you want to come play, perform with us at Prague Stock? Because he already knew most of the material anyway and two of the songs he'd played on the record. So uh, after he performed with us at Prague Stock, it went really, really well. And so we said, listen, do you want to just join the band? And he said, sure. So um, he said, he said, he said, I love you guys. You guys are great. I like your writing. Um, you know, it just seemed like a really great fit. It was easy. And so now, uh, the live, our, our new product for this year for 2018 is, uh, another live product. It's a CD DVD Blu-ray. It'll be out later this year, but it's got Alec performing with us at Prague stock. And so the, the feedback we've gotten from with that is that, you know, it's, he's really helped us to rock out. You know, he's given us a little bit of that metal edge. It's very powerful, you know, he really owns the material and, uh, we just, we just, we're, we're really, we're thrilled to have him as part of the band and, uh, we're glad he's our last and permanent guitar player. I'm looking forward to hearing that. I, I thought, you know, Circuit Live Majestic was uh, really good, you know, and, uh, you said about Belato. Yeah. I was impressed with his playing and, and, uh, yeah, I'm, a- I'm anxious to hear it. Definitely. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I promise you'll be one of the first people to get a copy. Oh boy. <laughs> I tell my listeners sometimes, see, sometimes it is good to be me. <laughs> Dude, it's got to be good to be you. You're the prog squatch. <laughs> Seriously. You're on how many episodes? 300? I'm I'm pushing 300. This I'll 300 hit 300 episodes. this year. Yeah. Seriously, listen. First of all, congratulations and and thank you for being out here as one of the people who are who are bringing progressive rock to the masses. I'm and you trying. and you also you do a good job on Twitter. And you do a good job on Facebook, and you, this is great. And your shows, one of the things I really like about your shows is that it's really eclectic. And sometimes you have artist interview features, some, and I think your choice of music, you know, the way that you mix it up with the different album stuff, I, th- I think it's really good. Wow, I think I'm going to, like, edit that into, like, a commercial or something. Sure. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you station ID. <laughs> a little later, a little later, man. Okay. okay. But in the meantime, let's... uh. Let's go. Well, I'm, I'm turning red here. You know, I'm red dog okay. squatch over here. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. To finish off this segment of the program, I'm going to play a piece from the first album that Andrew did with Lily Farrell and Kirk Reinert called Gift for Gaia. From that album, this is Winter Reflections. Thank you. 
Winter Reflections from Gift for Gaia, an album by Andrew Collier, Lily Farrell, and Kirk Reinert, released in the year 2000. After the break, some more solo piano, some more circuline, and some prog rock orchestra, and more of my chat with Andrew Collier. Nonstop Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To begin this final segment of our program this week, I'd like to play a cover song by a project of which Andrew Collier was part. That project was called the Prague Rock Orchestra, but I had a hard time finding much more information about it. Anyway, here is a single they released in 2016, and it is The Court of the Crimson King. Shattered by the sun I walk a road Horizons change The tournament's begun The purple piper blazes tune The choir softly sing The lullabies in an ancient tongue For the court of the crimson king
Court of the Crimson King by the Prague Rock Orchestra featuring Andrew Collier. Now let's listen to a bit more of my chat with Andrew. Uh, so you recently released a solo piano album, and did I see something about you uh, being a big fan of George Winston last year? Or did I see that, or was that am I crossing social media threads here? No, you did. You did see that. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, you know, one of the reasons I'm a fan of George Winston is because which he I am helped- too. I, that's why I brought it up. You know. I, oh yeah. Well. Yeah, the, you know, I have to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest and transparent here. The first time I ever heard George Winston in the '80s, 
I was in college and, you know, I'm practicing my butt off all the time to play Beethoven, Chopin, Rachmaninoff, Liszt, Bach, um, you know, all the, I'm practicing as hard as I can to be as good as I can with all these classical guys. And one night it's late at night and I'm in the music building, walking down a hallway and in one of the practice rooms, I hear this guy and he's just playing, he's, he's playing this music that sounded kind of familiar, but I knew that I had not heard it before. And I poked my head and I'm like, Hey man, what are you playing? And his name was Steve. And I was like, Steve, what, you know, what are you playing? He's like, well, this, this guy, this guy that all the girls really like, his name is George Winston. So I'm just like figuring out, you know, he's like, his stuff is really pretty. It's only a few chords, but it's really cool. And he's playing it. And, and I go check this out and I find out like all the chicks have got his for as December, I believe is probably the one that he had. And yeah. they're all going crazy. And he's selling tons of records on this label I'd never heard of. Wyndham, Wyndham Hill, of course, right? Of course, Wyndham Hill. Yeah. And I got so angry. I was so pissed off. I hated George Winston. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because my parents had told me my whole life that you can't make a living in music and you're going to be broke and you're going to be poor and you're going to be starving artist. And that stuff right there is stuff I had been playing my entire life since I was born. I had been playing stuff just like that ever since I can remember. Mm. And I was, I was really upset for a long time. And I was still, I was still having to come to grips um, with the fact that somebody was actually doing what my, pro- my programming was that you couldn't do it. And so here was somebody actually out there doing it. So of course it was, um, you know, giving me a nervous breakdown. <laughs> so um, in the, a few years later in the nineties, I had a chance to go see him live and I went to, and it was very interesting within a couple months period, I saw him and I saw Jim Brickman. And uh, those were some life-changing moments for me because George Winston is a really great pianist. Uh, I went to go see him um, with a particular Italian woman, Gigi. Uh, it was a great concert. And uh, man, it, it was great to see him live. And then I, I think um, within a couple months later, I wound up going to see Jim Brickman. Uh, and, and it was at Powell Symphony Hall in St. Louis, and it was sold out, 3,000 people. And I just was stunned to see that many people going to pay to see Jim Brickman, who at the time was, um, he had that, um, I think the song was Valentine, he had a female singer on it, it was a bit, it was really big. Mm-hmm. This would have been 90 something, two, three, four, something like that. And um, <clears throat> maybe 95, maybe 96, 96 anyway, sometimes the 90s. <laughs> Sorry, it's a blur after a while. I know I'm, I'm feeling that way myself, but yeah, go on. But but to see, but I thought, wow, all these people came to see that guy play those songs. They were simple, they were pretty, they were kind of pop oriented because they had melodies that you could kind of sing along with. And and I just thought, wow, there is an audience for this stuff. My parents were so wrong. These people are selling millions of records, and it's just them and a piano. So um, it took me a long time to be able to feel comfortable enough to express myself in that kind of way with something that I thought that I would think was good enough to put out. Even Jordan Rudess has put out some, some of his more recent solo stuff yeah. is instrumental piano. Yep. So um, I played some. I talked to Jordan last year, I think it was, and I played some of that. Yeah. And I'm going to play some of yours, too. 
Oh, well, thank, thank you. Um, yeah, I like to give you, you know, props all around, man. Well, I appreciate that. So just to me, I mean, that's, I, I am aside from like brain surgery. I think when people sit down and play the piano with both hands flowing, I mean, it, to me, it is like one of the most beautiful human talents on the planet. Oh, wow. It's, um, <clears throat> I would like to see a brain scan. You know, if you could put, say, Jordan Rudess or Chick Corea or Keith Jarrett or Herbie Hancock or, or uh, Bruce Hornsby or, you know, put put somebody in a with some kind of a scanner on their brain to see what's happening while they're playing the piano. I would really like to see that because, you know, it's it's lighting up their entire brain. You've got rhythm, harmony, melody. There's the improvisational aspect. They're thinking about chords. They're thinking about lines. You've got, you know, both hands going um yeah it's mind-blowing to me i've i'm a hack you know i'm a hack i play i've dabbled on instruments but i'm a hack i i don't have talent on that scale it's just it's phenomenal well you i'm sure you have talent on on you have talent here as an interviewer or whatever you're doing with your show or with everybody has different talents yeah and uh you know they're just different yeah so your solo stuff i mean is as far as the solo piano um I have not heard any of it, but uh, oh, you know what? I'll send you a CD. I, I'll send you. I'll send you a CD. Yeah, I want to. I want to play some on the show for sure and let people hear that side of you. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, I you know it's uh, it's kind of like a you know George Winston ish yeah. with yeah. um, uh, what else is a uh, Dave Grusin was a big influence. I like him a lot. Um, I like all the jazz guys so. I just tried to make it interesting. And one thing I'll say about that Christmas record is that uh, Natalie Brown, co-lead singer in Circuit Line, is my, is my partner. And uh, she said, you know, I really wish some people could hear what I hear when you just sit down and noodle around. And I thought, you know, that's probably the only way I'm going to get a record done this year with all the other stuff we have going on. So all the stuff on this, uh, that solo piano Christmas record, they're one takes. It wasn't, I didn't write it, I didn't arrange it, I just sat down and played and captured it. So it's kind of a warts and all record, um, that's my that's my disclaimer, um, uh, which was an interesting process. I probably won't do that again, but uh, one of the nice things is that on that album, I've got, uh, there are six Christmas songs and five original tunes. So I wanted it to be something that people could listen to other than just, you know, during Christmas time if they wanted to. So, um... Tony, I promise you, I will send you. I will send you a copy. Cool. Yeah, I I know I will like it. I I know I will. <laughs> and, right. and like I said, well, I want to want to get it on the air. Let's finish up our music for this week's episode with another Circuline song and a solo piece from Andrew's latest album. First up will be "One Wish" by Circuline from their 2015 debut called "Return." Immediately following, "Ode to George," and I'm assuming that's George Winston from Andrew's Christmas Time album released late in 2018.
Once again, that was One Wish from the album Return by Circuline, followed by Ode to George from Andrew's solo piano album Christmas Time. So I hope you enjoyed the program this week. Andrew is a very talented person who gets around quite a lot in the prog rock scene, and he was a great interview. We had such a fun and interesting chat that I decided to do two episodes on Andrew, so look for a part two a few weeks down the road. In the weeks ahead, there will also be a part two of my Steve Babb and Glass Hammer coverage, a program on the Canadian band Mystery, complete with an interview with founder, multi-instrumentalist, and composer Michel Samper, and I'm also working on getting the legendary Rod Argent of the Zombies and Argent on the program. In addition, there will be more great prog rock variety, more guest DJs, and more progressive discoveries with our friend and resident reviewer, Dr. Rob Fisher. And maybe a special or two. You know I like to keep things interesting for you guys here on Prog Watch. So yada, 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 Facebook, Twitter, and progsquatch at gmail.com. Yada, 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 listen, subscribe, and support the show if it has value to you. And all of that and more at progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H dot com. Until next time, be well. And prog on, my brothers and sisters. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com profits23. Shopify.com profits23.